You're listening to the Red Moon Radio podcast, episode number 10. Today we're talking to Anthony and Diego, members of the California garage rock band, The Grottos. Red Moon Radio is a weekly podcast dedicated to garage, psychedelic, fuzz and lo-fi, as well as good old-fashioned rock and roll from around the world. We bring you the best new music and interviews, introducing you to your new favorite band. The show is produced every Monday and is available on Podomatic at redmoonradio.podomatic.com and on Stitcher at stitcher.com slash red-moon-radio. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes by searching for Red Moon Radio. Follow the podcast on Twitter at redmoonradio one on Facebook at facebook.com slash redmoonradio. Get in touch with us by email at redmoonradio2015 at gmail.com and watch for us along with the other music junkies on the website 53rdand3rd.com. Links to the bands and extras are available in the show notes on our Podomatic and Stitcher pages as well as on 53rdand3rd.com. Come back often and add us to your favorites. Now let's get on with the show. again everyone and welcome to the red moon radio podcast Aaron here thanks for tuning in and checking us out i'm really glad to have you join us my interview with the grottos is coming up while i have you captive check out previous episodes of red moon radio on our podomatic or stitcher pages all 10 episodes are there for your listening pleasure including last week's episode with the noise figures you can also check back on previous episodes as they're updated on 53rdand3rd.com all with additional content. In today's episode, we're speaking with Anthony and Diego of the Grottos. To start off the show, here's the opening track from their latest EP, Passing Through This World, which was released a couple of weeks back as a download and a limited edition cassette. You can find the download and order the tape on their Bandcamp site, as well as check them out on their SoundCloud account. The song is also called Passing Through This World. Check it out.
Today's guests, the Grottos, are a garage psych duo from sunny California who recently released their third EP, Passing Through This World. With distorted melodic guitars and rough-edged percussion, this duo proved that less is more. They describe themselves as a fun and malicious art piece, and I think you'll agree, these guys are having a lot of fun with their art. I spoke with Anthony and Diego, the members of the Grottos, via Skype from San Francisco and Orange County this weekend. Hello to the Grottos. Thanks so much for joining me today on Red Moon Radio. To start off, can you introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about the band and your sound? My name is Diego. I play the drums. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, uh, I'm Anthony. I play guitar and I sing. So when did you guys start playing together? Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you guys together? Uh, Well, we uh, met like our freshman year of high school through a mutual friend and we actually didn't really talk to each other before we uh, were in our first band together. It was just like a jam, like with a bunch of different friends. And um, that was actually the first time Diego played drums. Yeah, it was like the first time ever. Like on an actual drum set. Yeah, like the only like drumming practice I only got was on my lap. (laughs) <laughs> or, like, on the desk at school, so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was, he, Diego would always wear, like, Dead Kennedys or, you know, punk t-shirts. And uh, so that was always interesting. So, like, we kind of hit it off and would always talk about music and stuff and started going to shows and uh, eventually just started our own band. Yeah, I, I used to come over for his house probably, like, every friday after school and we would we would jam and then like we first started out doing like germs covers and vandals covers like just the two of us and then and then we kind of turned into like a like a oi punk band <laughs> <laughs> like we just turned into like you know your standard like four chord punk band we didn't have songs really we would just keep playing different things every time we played yeah, just just jamming, just getting really comfortable playing um, playing music with each other. Like we reached like a point where we can communicate with each other through music. I could be like, "How are you doing, man? Like, what'd you do today?" Through drums, and then he'd reply with like, "I had a really great day with his guitar," you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You describe yourselves as a fun and malicious art piece. Yeah. Can you describe your sound in the grottos? How would you characterize yourselves? Well, I mean, it's changed a lot, especially since uh, when we first started jamming, because we were playing a lot of, you know, punk stuff. Uh, but then we just kind of, you can only go so far with that. And we want to, like, go a little further, especially only being a two-piece. But uh, so we always just, want, like, at shows and stuff, we try not to take ourselves too seriously, because, you know, a lot of bands try to, you know, I don't know, I feel, I feel like bands take themselves way too seriously nowadays. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we just keep it fun, you know, just kind of do whatever we want, play our songs, and, like, just try to have fun with ourselves. Yeah, like, it's not meant to be a serious thing. I mean, like, we've always had fun, especially when we play music, and we just like to keep it that way. And then, like, as far as, like, the, the art piece of it is just that... It's a creative process, and like it grows and it progresses through its time. Where did the name The Grottos come from? Um, <laughs> I think I, I came up with it just randomly. Yeah. Uh, even though like a grotto is technically a cave of some sort, uh, but like I didn't know that. I just kind of thought I made up a word. <laughs> it's kind of kind of dumb of me, but uh, yeah, we had a like bunch of different names and we couldn't pick one yeah what, what was that one when we were um a celtic punk band for like a week oh we, we oh we Sog- were soggy tots, soggy tots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah and then oh what was the other name it was the great something what was it oh the great epics yeah 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 but then, yeah, that was just a weird name. It looks cool, like on paper, but yeah, yeah. And then a bunch of, like, a bunch of our English teachers were just like, "Well, 
we even know what like the name means, and we're like, fuck, not really. It just it just sounds cool. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew what it meant because it came from like a Nietzsche quote or something like. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a Nietzsche quote, and then our English teachers were like, it's actually the great epics, and we're like, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say are some of your biggest musical influences beyond the punk that you mentioned or the <laughs> Celtic punk? Uh, I mean, just, I guess, for me personally, uh, blues music from, like, 20s and the 30s, like uh, Robert Johnson and Sunhouse and Lead Belly. We both love Lead Belly. And uh, Blind Willie McTell and stuff like that. And also just going further with the, like, psychedelic music, how that just kind of evolved into psychedelic music because it's like all just the blues you know yeah yeah and then like when whenever we would hang out or just jam sometimes we like we would basically listen to everything or like we'd listen to neil young or we'd listen to like sabbath or it just go through everything and we'd have a phase like, <laughs> for a week <laughs> Like, we'd have a Neil Young phase for a week, and then we would go through, like, a Sabbath phase, or, like, we would go through, like, a flat duo Jets phase. Yeah. So it was basically, we just listened to anything, and then that would, like, secretly coincide with our sound. We, we had a pretty intense noise phase for, like, a month. Yeah. I remember we would just have, like, five-hour jams of just, like, noise, I guess. Yeah, just like a strobe light. Yeah. <laughs> And just, like, bring out all the instruments we could bring together and just, like, invite our friends over and just play as loud as we can for as long as we can. Yeah. And take a break to, like, eat some chips or something and then <laughs> go back yeah. to it until, like, our neighbors or my neighbors yelled at us. So you guys actually picked a couple of songs that you would like to play on the show. Can you tell me a little bit about the songs that you chose? Speaking of Blind Willie McTell, there was You Was Born to Die. Yeah, that's that's a favorite of mine. It's actually a Curly Weaver song, but him, Blind Willie McTell and Curly Weaver would play together. Yeah, that song just really amazes me. I guess Blind Willie McTell's voice, just because it's so high and it's, like very different compared to yeah. a lot of other blues players then, because like, Lead Belly would sing very low, you know. Yeah, Muddy like Waters. compared to like a... Uh, Robert Johnson and like Lead Belly, like Blind Willie McTell would be like the most eccentric, I guess, in the whole blues sphere. So he played yeah. a twelve-string guitar. Which is yeah, cool. just it's a really standout track. The Vandals, uh, that was like the that song, The Legend of Pat Brown, was the first song that I heard from a friend. I went over to my friend's house. He played me this song. It was like. Yeah, dude, this song is crazy. It's about a real guy, and like, I don't really know if it's about a real guy or not. But I just remember listening to it and being like 12 or 13, and just being amazed. Like, wow, these guys are crazy. Seeing about like a sawed off, sawed off shotgun, and like, you know, just doing crazy stuff. And like, it really, you know, interested me, especially like punk as classic. a kid. Yeah, punk classic. And uh, 13 Full Elevators. I mean, they just like, you know, they just started psychedelic music pretty much sabbath is like the gods of metal 13 floor <laughs> elevators are the gods of psych <laughs> and then anthony you also sent a song from another band that you're in yeah here in san francisco i'm in another band called echo bands with three other friends of mine i play guitar in that band as well and uh we're recording right now uh gonna put out our ep Hopefully by the end of the year, maybe in January. And uh, that's one of my favorite tracks, I think. It's one of the best ones from the EP, so I just thought I'd like to share it. Like a fan foot clown 
So you're in San Francisco right now and Diego, Orange County. So can you tell me a little bit about how you've made it work, even though you guys are not living close by one another right now? It is hard, especially when we're trying to like keep playing music, keep like recording and uh, playing shows. But it works out because I go down, uh, you know, to visit family and whatnot and to play shows. And it works out because, you know, we don't have to worry about where we're going to play you know, next weekend or in a couple of days, you know, we could, we have the ability to plan ahead, work on what we want to play, yeah. what we don't want to do. Yeah, it's hard, especially because we haven't been able to record in a while. Like yeah. all the, all the songs on the uh, Passing Through This World EP are pretty old. They're like, yeah, I mean, deep. well, they're old to us, but yeah, I guess new to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a show like a week ago. And he came down for uh, Thanksgiving, you know, for his family, like he was saying. And um, basically, like he was saying, like he would just set up like a show with some like booking company. And it would be like pretty much a planned show. So no stress. Something about Santa Ana Psych Fest that was uh, put on by Table 87, their collective in Santa Ana. Big thanks to them for putting that on because it was uh, the first psych fest in that city. You know, because yeah. you hear about Los Angeles psych fest and Austin psych fest, but uh, you know, this one was smaller. It was a lot, a lot of cool bands, and it was really cool that you know, there's trying like actually making an effort to like have their own thing. You know? Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, there, there were a lot of bands. We played on the third day. How was the reception? How was the show? It was fun. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was uh, 
I think it started around three, so you know people kind of would come and go, but uh, it was good. People liked us. People always just kind of wonder like, why are you guys just a two piece? Yeah. You know, like, why don't you guys have a bass player? Is like the most yeah. common question. We've actually had three bass players before. <laughs> yeah, none of them really worked out. Not like, not, yeah, not I mean, for like well, any weird reason. Yeah, it's because I mean, we basically like work faster and better when it's just the two of us. And then we, when we had a bass player, like we would practice first, and then we would invite the bass player to come in later because <laughs> yeah. they had to like learn the song. Like, like we said, yeah. we just get along better musically when it's just the two of us, you know. Like when we had the bass player, it was always kind of like, yeah, it sounds better with a bass and like another instrument, but the energy when we play shows is just a little off because you know it's like me and Diego just kind of doing our own thing, and then the bass player is just like awkward. <laughs> so you've recently released your third EP, Passing Through This World. What was the inspiration for the album? Mm, I don't know. I think just wanting to put music out there. Because th this album is a little more psychedelic. You know, we're playing a little slower on this album. Howl is a longer song than we usually play. So it's just like wanting to try something different with these songs. Yeah. Stuff. Like how we used to be like a punk band, we would have we we've released like a demo before, and then like really go like we just give it to all our friends and everything. But like I guess with this EP, it like we kind of don't we don't want to be a one trick pony, so we kind of want to expand as much as possible or just progress, you know, creatively, if you will. So you guys also released it on cassette, is that right? Is this your first foray into a physical release? No, we've yeah. had uh, CDs before that we would just kind of make ourselves, but this is, yeah, this is the first time we've actually had these, you know, distributed, like, pressed and whatnot. It's like, actually sent them out. What was the process behind that, like? Leg Records, they contacted us and told us they wanted to put out our next EP, and so we, of course, agreed because that was a great opportunity. So they helped us out. We still kind of funded everything ourselves, paid to make the sets ourselves, and um, they're just uh, helping us out by like helping us with shows or just helping us um, make connections. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs>
So you also have two previous EPs, one that was released this year as well, Oxy Kitten, mm-hmm. and La Vie Belle um, from <laughs> oh, last <nice>. year. <laughs> <laughs> you were mentioning that you're, you want to progress. How would you say that your sound has changed between these releases? Well, the recording has gotten better, <laughs> for one. Because yeah. uh, we recorded all, all the songs ourselves, just in my room. So that was helpful for me, just learning how to record, learning the whole process on my own. The first EP is kind of uh, pretty rough. <laughs> but, uh, and we're just trying to progress, trying to make more with just uh, you know the one-trick pony, like Diego was saying, just being a punk duo, because there's plenty of those out there. Well, yeah, there's plenty of punk bands in general. So. Yeah. So as music lovers, what's your preference for listening? You've just released a cassette. How do you guys listen to music? Any, any in all forms. Yeah, any format. I mean, we love vinyl and we love cassettes. And like, don't get me wrong, like we, we have plenty of vinyl. Or we always like search for vinyl because it's just, I don't know, I guess to us personally, like vinyl, we've always like visit each other at home and then we trade records or be like, you want to borrow this or I'll borrow this? <laughs> And you can just like hold it in your arms and look at the cover art. It's very, it's very precious. But, but we love all format. I don't think we, or at least I don't have a preference really, as long as you can listen to it. I guess. I guess the mo- most important thing is just being able to actually hold it and look at it and appreciate that you own a copy. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't download music. I'd rather just go and look for it, or if I'm yeah, lucky enough to record. find it somewhere, you know. Yeah, especially when you go to a record store, and let's say you're looking for, like, Lou Reed's Transformer, which is, like, really, really hard to find now, especially, like, original print, and you find it, or you find some record you've been looking for, like, all your life, it's just, like, a treasure, you know? So you you can't keep looking for it, you just gotta let it, like, find you. You gotta let it find you, exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) What has found you recently? Good question. I don't know, my record player just broke, so I haven't really been looking oh, for Oh, no, vinyl. that's the worst. Oh, shit. Yeah. So sorry, Sucks. dude. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Diego? Well, recently I found um, Merle Haggard, a really great country singer-songwriter. You know, I've looked for it in Amoeba, small little independence record stores, and it found me, and I have been blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I did, I did find a Charlie Rich record behind closed oh, doors. Oh, shoot. Dude, that that's a great record, yeah. Oh, fuck. glad I found that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also, um, Black Sabbath Volume Four. It has found me. <laughs> I'm blessed. Oh, oh, I also found a uh, Dunwich Records compilation CD that's been kind of blowing my mind recently. It has like all oh, the yeah. Uh, bands. I'll, yeah, I was showing you when I, last time I was down. They have like yeah. Shadows of Night. Uh, the American Breed. They even have a Who cover on there. Yeah, I think I think the Delvets did the Who cover. I, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, a lot of great songs on that. Even the, what's funny about like those compilations is that a lot of those bands were hired for advertisements. So there's a Partridge Wieners advertisement <laughs> that the American Breed they like played a song. They got hired to you know write a song for Partridge Wieners, and that's one of the tracks on the CD. And it's really funny. Yeah, that's awesome. You just played the Santa Ana Psych Fest. What do you guys learn from playing with other bands, interacting with other bands, if anything? I don't know. Everyone's just trying to get their music out there. Yeah. I mean, usually when we talk to other bands, it's the same thing. Like, we're all having fun, basically. Like, we're all just playing music together, I guess. Like, glad (laughs) to be there, you know? Yeah. Just happy to be there. Happy that there's, like, places to play or you know, people we can, other bands we can play with. Is there a difference for you in playing a festival or a larger venue like that compared to maybe a smaller show or a club? 
Well, this, it was a pretty small show because they had it in their uh, Table 87. They have a warehouse in Santa Ana. And they yeah, just it was kinda, like a storage room. Yeah, it was just a warehouse, and they just set it up and had it there. So it still was a smaller show, but I don't know. I like playing the smaller shows better, you know, when we're on the same level as yeah. people watching, because I don't like being above anyone. Yeah, it's way more intimate, too. You get that energy from the crowd, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. You like you play catch with, with the vibes. <laughs> You know, they're, like, bobbing to your music, and you're bobbing back, and, like, I'm providing the music that you're bobbing to, and that <laughs> that's, like, that's really awesome. <laughs> you guys are in California, which obviously has a massive music scene, including Garage and Psych and Punk and Surf. What are your favorite bands right now in California or that you've seen recently? Well, we, I don't know. We have a lot of friends in LA that I haven't seen in a while. Who do we see recently? Recently? Yeah. Remember the one show in Montebello we went to? Oh, uh, yeah. We saw this really, this really cool band, the Astronauts, and Astronaut Samurais. Yeah, Seagulls. They've been a friend of ours for a while. Mm-hmm. Like we've been trading SoundCloud tracks with each other, and uh, they've been. They're pretty good. I've I've enjoyed their sound. And uh, yeah. well, here here in San Francisco, also I have friends band uh, Pit Stains and Maya and the Revolutionary. Hell yeah! They actually just released their CD today, and I went to the show earlier. I just came back from it. They played at Amoeba Records here in San Francisco. So big con- congratulations to them. The record yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that one band we played with. Oh, Grinning Ghosts. Grinning yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, they've cool they've beats. released uh, an LP as well on cassette format and yeah i mean i'm i'm really happy for them they've progressed as well we also have a a couple friends out in chicago uh our friend troy anderson yeah and nick gressens uh they were in a band together called white heat but they kind of split up just to do their own thing so troy anderson has his own garage rock thing going and then nick gressens went off to do julia stalls that He's doing pretty great at. I've been loving all the music from those guys. Uh, one more band, sorry, The Night Times. The Night Times, they're good friends of ours. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're cool dudes. They're, yeah, they're uh, really cool. There's a pretty strong, like, 60s garage rock scene in L.A., and they're, yeah, they're killer. Yeah, they're like a revived kinks. <laughs> but more punk. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys have any upcoming shows planned? I haven't really planned anything. We might set up a show for the end of this month, but probably going to be working to set up a little tour over during next summer or upcoming summer. Just uh, maybe start, you know, down in San Diego and make our way up. Yeah, well, wasn't it pro- like along the coast? Like we would start San Diego and probably end in like, what was it, Oregon or something? Go to Portland? Yeah. Yeah, probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing really set in stone right now. So in terms of the cover art for the recent EP and your other previous EPs, can you tell me a little bit about where you get your ideas for your cover art? Uh, it's usually just us. Like the first the first EP, La Via Spell, that's a photo that Diego took when we were walking around L.A. of this uh, homeless guy. And uh, we just thought it would be a cool photo, and so Diego took a picture of it and gave the guy a couple bucks and thanked him and then uh yeah i just decided to use that and then the second ep was um just something i came up with that i just thought looked cool you know just like colorful that that ep is you know more colorful than uh, the first one yeah cause, i don't know we don't like to be all black and white like we said you know we like to keep it interesting the third ep is a photo that our friend took of us um after a, sh- a house show in pomona i think it was do you guys play a fair number of house shows? Yeah, we haven't played any in a while. But yeah, we usually play uh, house shows in L.A. or bar shows in L.A. whenever yeah. we can. We've done... County is pretty hard to play house shows. Yeah, but we've done quite a few house shows, like in the Valley, mostly. Yeah. Just because like, like the cops are, I guess, are pretty laid back about it. Like in Orange County, once they hear like a loud fucking amp, they're like <laughs> on that shit in a second. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first house show we played was uh, in Fullerton, where, where I'm from, and 
by the time we finished our set, the cops were already outside, and it was only like seven o'clock. I guess they're just uptight, or they have like a stick up their ass or something. I don't know. You guys are disturbing the peace. No, we're making peace. <laughs> so how important is image and presentation for the band? I noticed in some photos you guys have face paint on. Yeah, we were doing that for a while. I don't know, we just, oh. you know, keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's because in, in high school when we used to hang out, you know, we'd wear, you know, our leather jackets and our patches and whatnot. And, you know, there'd be rumors that we we're like Satan worshippers or something. Yeah. <laughs> So we're people, like, well, people legitimately <laughs> thought we were in a cult because uh, we would like we made ourselves germs armbands and then we would just wear those around everywhere. And then people thought we were in a cult and some people were pretty freaked out even to <laughs> just like talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. You guys have been making an impression for a while then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We were just trying to like. Or just having what fun. Like to do, yeah. <laughs> Beyond the cover songs that you guys started out with, is there anything that you would like to cover that you haven't yet, or cover songs that you guys do live? We do Pat Brown sometimes because it's just like a really fun song for us to play. Yeah, we've done Lexicon Devil by the yeah. Germs. We did Foxy Lady one time because we just kind of ran out of songs to play because we just like play our songs as fast as we can. Yeah. And then end up having like 10 more minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't really worry about covers because if we do cover, then it's just for us. We just think it's funny to do a cover, fun to do a cover because we think other people will get a kick out of it. Yeah, especially like covering like, you know, those big songs like Foxy Lady. It's so frowned upon usually. But, I mean, we're just having fun, I guess. <laughs> you know, like some people think like, oh, they cover Foxy Lady. That's, you know, cheesy, like. Yeah. Everyone can play that song. It's like, all right, yeah. well, I don't like. I don't really care. It's just fun to play. For one of our songs that hasn't been released or recorded yet, uh, we cover "Safety Dance" in the middle of it. People usually recognize that and get a kick out of it, so it's it's fun. Men without hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 80s classic. Dance classic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're just having fun playing music that we like to play. What are your desert island picks? If you guys had to, were going to be stranded on a desert island, what would you take with you? Oh, man. I can't do those questions. Yeah, it's so hard. They are super hard. I'm sorry. Shit. I don't know. I, you have to give me a minute. You can go first, dude. Ah, um, Maybe a harmonica. Make your own music. You can do whatever you want, right? Yeah, I mean, you have all the space in the world. No one's going to bother you. No one's going <laughs> to judge you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a good book. Man, I don't know. Like, do I have to consider food? No, no. <laughs> I was thinking more about music, but... Oh, okay, well... If yeah. you would bring a harmonica and a book with you, that that's a pretty good list of things to have on a desert island. Well, now you got me thinking about music. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of, like... What, what I could bring to entertain myself once, like, the, the record gets worn out or something. <laughs> like, where the hell are you going to plug in the record player? Ah, crap. You're right. Uh, Diego, do you have any? Shoot. Oh, yeah, I'd bring a book, too, probably. And What book? I don't know. I've been really enjoying Catcher in the Rye. I don't want to be a nerd or anything, but I guess, like, a pair of bongos, you know? Hopefully, maybe, if we're in the same desert island, I can jam with anthony you know and his harmonica oh yeah dude it's all it's <laughs> yeah. all we need we might that just might be the next record actually yep there you go harmonica bongo duo <laughs> <laughs> you will yeah. be. actually i'd probably bring a sitar with me oh yeah records actually i'd probably like take a 50 foot hose record or something yeah i'm getting really into them lately I think, yeah, I think as far as records, I mean, would I be lost in that island forever, or, like, am I just <laughs> fucked, basically? Do I have any chance of survival? I suppose that you've got a chance to survive at least long enough to listen to your records. Alright, then, shit. Um, well, I've been waiting, I've been counting literally down the minutes and days for the new Kurt Cobain montage of heck recordings so i think i would have to bring that along with me be rad yeah. nice okay well th that's a pretty good list
before we go, how can listeners connect with you guys and find your music? Uh, we're on pretty much everything. Our music is on Bandcamp, thegrottos.bandcamp.com. Or you can even just go into our SoundCloud and download it for free if you don't have that much money. Because we... Uh, yeah, I mean, we just like to put our music out there. So the Bandcamp is more of an official thing, but we've had all of our music out on SoundCloud for quite a while now because I don't know, music should be free. We're not we're not sticklers for you know. Yeah, like, we don't want to rob you. For, yeah. Get your money. Uh, but we're on Facebook also, Instagram. I think we're on Twitter. We don't really use that though, so I guess Facebook and Instagram are our main things. Just uh, you know, look up the Grottos. Well, that's about it. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been great talking to you guys. Thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, likewise. It's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the new AP, and I hope you guys will come back on again when you have your Bongo Harmonica album ready to go. Definitely. All right, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take care. All right. All right. Peace. Cheers. Thanks again to Anthony and Diego for taking time to speak to Red Moon Radio this weekend. We had lots of fun. During the interview, we heard a couple of songs from bands that have influenced and are enjoyed by the band, including Blind Willie McTell with You Was Born to Die, The Vandals classic The Legend of Pat Brown, and another classic track, The 13th Floor Elevator's Reverberation. We also heard a song from another of Anthony's projects, Echo Bends, who are currently recording and will be releasing their EP in the coming months. The track we heard is called Blue. Also in there, a song from the Grottos, called All Talk, which was part of their demo recordings. Let's continue with more from the band's latest release, Passing Through This World, a couple of tracks called Psychic Box, and a song that Anthony mentioned in the interview, Howl.
And with that, another episode of Red Moon Radio has come and gone. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did this week. To end the show, here's a track from the Grotto's EP Oxykitten, which was released in March this year. The song is called I Don't Want to Be Your Home. Thanks again so much to the Grotto's for another great interview, and thanks to you for tuning in. Until next week.